Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying Jeremiah chapter 6b, the second half of the prophet Yirmiyahu. Um, <clears throat> we're going to study from verse 16 until the end, as we left off with verse 15 in the previous podcast. This is Saul Weinreb, the host for your podcast. In the first half, we <laughs> read more of the prophet's criticism of the people, and we ended off um, with the statement that the people aren't even embarrassed, aren't even ashamed. And when you get to the level where you're not even ashamed of the evil that you're doing, and you're not even embarrassed, and you justify everything, that it becomes impossible or almost impossible to repent and to turn around. The idea that that the people had the chance and have the chance and can turn around and can make themselves better and can improve but choose not to is one which uh, repeats itself over and over again and to that extent this the theme what we're about to study now starting in verse 16 is similar so let's read verse 16 so says god imdu al this is god speaking through his prophet directly to the people imdu al stand on the roads and watch god is asking the people to learn when he says the roads here, he means the pathways of history, as we'll see soon. He doesn't mean literally the roads. He means, look, look where things go, look where things lead, look where things come from. And see, see with your own eyes. Vishalu and ask Linisivosolam. Ask regarding the pathways of the world. Ask about how the world works. This is very reminiscent of what we found in Isaiah and Yeshayahu, chapter 46, verse 9, and in several other places. I'm just thinking of this one where God beseeches the people, Zichru Rishonot Me'olam. Remember the original things, the days of history from the days, Ki Eno, that I am God and there's none other than me. In other words, you can look at history and you could learn on your own. Derech, back to, back to Jeremiah now. What is the derech What is the good path, the good and proper path? Uluchuva, and go on it. God is saying we have that access on our own. We can look around us. We can learn. And then, you will find rest. You will find peace. You will find Margoa as a powerful peace, like a, as he translated, as a tranquility for your souls. You can find it. However, Vayomru, you said, or they said, actually, we will not go. We will not go to the, to the road, so to speak. We will not look. We will not try to learn from history, from the wisdom of the past, to, to see, to learn on our own. So, what did I do? God said, if you're not going to go look, if you're not going to learn on your own, even though you can and even though you should, this is verse 17, I therefore, I, I set tzofim, those that can see, those that look, those that look out. In other words, I sent you prophets. I sent you people, Jeremiah himself and Isaiah and Micah and Amos and all of the prophets. I sent them to you. I sent them to you, and I also gave you sounds. I, I sounded warnings. I asked you to listen to the sounds of the blowing horn, the blowing shofar, which was supposed to awaken you from your sleep. You didn't look on your own, but at least you could have listened to my prophets. But they said, we will not listen. So I gave you the opportunity. God is saying, don't tell me when I punish you that you never had an opportunity to learn. You did. You could have learned on your own, and you didn't. And then I went to, out of my way to teach you, and you didn't. And then I went out of the way to sound warnings, and you still didn't listen. Therefore, Lachain, verse 18, Shimu Agayim, listen, all of you nations. It is interesting that God turns to the nations of the world 
as almost as if the nations of the world will look at the destruction of God's people and say, why is God destroying his people? This is how I, I kind of imagine it, and we found this in the prophets several times, that God speaks to the world to justify his punishment of the Jewish nation. And the people are saying, well, they're the ones that worship you. They go to the temple, they bring the sacrifices. They're the ones that believe in God. Why are you punishing them? But God is now telling the entire world, this is why. And also, and you, the, the, um, the community of God, the people themselves, the Jewish people, they know, they know very well that which is within them. They know the sins that they have. They understand, they know, because I told them, right? Because I've been telling them through the prophets what their sins are. So they know. And not only that, God continues in verse 19, listen to the land. It's as if the entire nature is looking. Why are you punishing these people? These are the people of God. But no, listen, land. This is the reason why God says, behold, I am bringing evil upon this nation. This is the fruit of their thoughts. This is because of their evil plans. Their bad ways. This is the fruit. This is what happens when you turn in the wrong direction. Ki They did not listen to my word when I spoke it to them. Just like I said, si and my Torah, which they could have learned and studied on their own. They did not listen to that either. By Yimasufa, and they and they uh, they uh, they were disgusted with it. They they threw it out. They rejected it. They they and therefore this is the reason for the punishment. And then God says the key thing. You entire world, you're looking at these people and thinking, yeah, they worship God, so they should be okay. Why are you punishing them? Their worship is completely meaningless. What is it that they do to worship me? They bring me incense and burn it in the temple. And they bring fancy incense from a faraway country of Sheba, Shiva, which is somewhere... Uh, deep into Africa, they bring all these fancy things. That this is what I need. I need this. What do I need this for? God says, "V'koneh and the and the and the good kone um, is is a is a, some kind of a reed or a stick that burns in the incense and it makes it smell really nice. Me'eretz merchak. They bring it from a faraway place. This glamorous stuff. This is what I need. I don't need this. This is not what I'm looking for. Their sacrifices, their burnt offerings, they're not, they're not, they don't make, they don't help me. They don't, are not, they're not acceptable to me. They're not desired by me. And your sacrifices, they are not sweet to me. This is obviously very reminiscent again of Isaiah chapter 1, verse 11, where we find, um, you know, uh, kind of a, a, a little bit more famous first, but it's the same idea. Why do, what do I want all of your sacrifices for? I had enough. Of, I don't need all of these cows and rams and sheep and, and blood. I'm not interested in that. That's not what I want. What I want is for you to listen to the Torah and keep it. And we'll see a little bit later in the same chapter, what is it that God really wants? We'll see that shortly. Lachain, therefore, because you're giving me these things that I don't need, rather than doing the things that I do want, therefore, so says God, I'm going to place stumbling blocks in front of these people. Stumbling blocks meaning as they run, they will trip and fall. They will hurt themselves. And both the fathers and the sons together will trip on the same stumbling blocks. 
it's almost like the young generation can't say sometimes we know we have one generation says oh it's the the baby boomers fault they're the bad ones or the, the adults say oh there's young kids today they're all terrible because of what's what's this that and the other thing no that's not going to work in those days you can't blame it on the other generation both fathers and sons together both the neighbor and his friend all the people together, they're all evil together. All of them will be lost together. So says, There's a nation coming from the northern land. And a great, great, great nation. Large and powerful. Ye'or will awaken me. It's from the corners of the land. Remember, this is um, similar to what we just had in chapter 5, verse 15, where God said, um, I'm bringing you a nation from far away, a son, a powerful nation. Yirmiyahu was repeating the same, the same, um, the same prophecy now in a little bit of different words, but the same idea. Miyak uh, or it's the first twenty-three. They are going. They're going to hold weapons of war. Keshes is a bow, and Kidon is a is a uh, a spear that is thrown. Achzori who veloyrachemu is a nation of cruelty. They will not have mercy upon you. They will make noise. Kolam kayam yehemel like the sea. They will cry out. Vialsusim yirkavu. They will ride on powerful horses. Oroch kiish l'muhama. They are set up like uh, like a man for war. In other words, the horses will be armored and powerful. Alayach bastiona will set them upon you, daughter of Zion. Shomanu es shomo. We have heard. The, the the news that they're coming, that they're on their way. Rafa Yodenu, and our hands are soft with fear. We're terrified of this nation coming when we heard the, the scouts telling us that they're on their way. We have been overtaken by by um by suffering. We are afraid and frightened like a woman about to give birth who's frightened and scared of the uncertain future. God warns the people in verse 25, don't go out to the field because the enemy is going to be there. Hide. Don't think you can run on the roads because they're going to catch you on the roads. Why? The enemy has swords. And he is, he is awfully fearful and awesome and terrifying and so, from all around you. Batami. The daughter of my nation, Chigri Sak, dress in sackcloth, be his balshiba efer, and 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 cover yourselves in ash. Evel yachid asilach, you make for yourself the mourning, the type of mourning that one mourns in in a singular, unique way. This is off. This is also translated by some of the of the translators as being yachid the type of mourning that is so awful that one has over their only child that's the kind mispadtamurim the the um bitter 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 crying and the bitter um mourning that one has in the most bitter circumstances why kifisom because soon very soon and very suddenly the marauder the one who is coming to destroy and destruct and and, and plunder is coming upon us. These next several verses it, um, is, is God speaking to the prophet. And um, before reading it, I want to go back a little bit to the beginning of chapter 5, um, uh, 5 verse 1. If you recall, in 5 1, uh, 
God told the prophet, Go look in the streets and tell me, search in the streets, tell me if you find someone who is trustworthy, find someone who is just, and I will forgive them. And God commands the, the prophet to, to look, to search, to, to find. And the prophet keep, and keeps on trying, Jeremiah keeps on trying to find the righteous, to, to teach the people to turn in the right way. He's like the one who's trying to fix them, but he just can't. No matter how much he looks, he can't find someone. He can't find people who are righteous, who are just, who who can justify saving the people. Um, uh, this next four verses uh, uses a different metaphor, and it's a metaphor of a of of a, of a of one who is in um, refines metal. And when you refine, there's different types of metals. There's, you have to understand there's silver and gold are considered fine, precious metals. And when one melts, melts it down, one gets a pure, beautiful a metal, a, a precious metal. Um, copper and, and, and iron uh, can be used to make something strong, something destructive, uh, to make bronze in order to, to make weapons of war. But they're considered harsh metals. Um, lead was used as a purifier, as a metal that, that was run, that the smelters used to melt with the other metals in order to remove the impurities. But those impurities could only be removed from, from the, the precious metals like silver and gold, but, but not from copper and, and iron. So um, knowing this, we can understand these next four verses. Now, th this first verse, 27, is translated in many different ways. The traditional translators, um, uh, commentaries, uh, have, have understood these words different than the way I'm going to read them. But, I'll, 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 uh, but the more modern scholars and, and some of the translators have, have understood it the way I'm about to read them. And the way I'm about to read them really flows and makes sense and can, defines one full unit. So I'm going to read it this way, and then afterwards I'll mention some of the other more traditional ways. As follows, Bachon nesaticha ve'ami mivtsar. Now, the word mivtsar usually means a fortress. And that leads the traditional commentaries to translate this verse very differently. However, we do find the word Mivtar or Botzer as as a ingot or a, a a piece of pure gold. We find that in in um sorry, we find that in in Job in Eov uh, twenty-two verses twenty-four and twenty-five is shit alafor botzer, which is referring to uh, and you will <clears throat> um you will regard um uh, the, a, a, the treasure, uh, the, the valuable gold is botzer on, and consider it as dirt. And then the next verse, God will be the, the treasure, meaning the pure gold. We find that the word mivtsar, therefore, could mean here not uh, a, uh, a typical mivtsar, but ra uh, mivtsar, which usually means a fortress, but rather it means a mivtsar, one who purifies gold. And bachon, therefore, would be an assayer, one who, one who purifies metals. Now, when you first read this pasuk and you hear me, if you have a more traditional background, you might wonder why I'm translating it this way, but you'll understand very soon exactly why. 
Bachon Nesaticha Vami Mivtsar would mean, I, God, have made you Yirmiyahu. And all the commentaries agree that this is God talking to Yirmiyahu, the prophet himself. I have made you in my nation like an assayer, one who refines metals. I have what made Viteda, and you should know. And you can search out and test and find the ways of these people. Remember, as I just told you from the beginning of verse 5, I have made you the one to search the people out and to find them. And what have you found? Kulam They are all um, stubborn and, 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 and defiant uh, pieces of impurities that within the metal. They are all holchei rachil. They are all the, how, in what way are they stubborn? What is the sin that they have? They are holchei rachil. They are people that go around. Holchei uh, rachil uh, is the paradigm in the, and we find in the Torah of one who tells stories and gibbers and jabbers one person to the other. That's the kind of people that they are constantly backstabbing and telling stories about one to the other. Nechoshes uvarzel, rather than being like the precious gold and silver, they are like Nehoshes and Barzo. They are like copper and iron. Kulam Hema. They are all corrupt. This translation that I just gave you, Kulam Hema, is agreed upon by most of the translators, by almost all of the traditional ones and the more modern ones. Kulam Hema. They are all corrupt and full of corruption. Storytellers that makes them like those metals that can't be purified. Those metals that are strong and simply be used for destruction. And this next verse, you will understand why I've been translating it this way, and it flows beautifully. Nochar mapuach, you are the the bellows, the one that blows the air and heats up the fire. Meish tam ofares, and and what happens is the um, what kind of blowing you're blowing from the fire, the flame, the heat, the and the pure lead that you're putting in there in order to remove the impurities. However, lashov tzorav for nothing, for not you are trying to purify the purifier of the metals is trying to purify them. You, the prophet, are like the the bellows trying to breathe air onto the fire to build it up to make it burn in order to purify it in order to teach the people to do better. However, viraim loni taku the verse ends. You can't get rid of the bad ones. You can't get the people to turn around. You can't get the people to change. You won't get rid of them. The junk from the metal just won't go. You put in the lead to purify it. You blow on it. You give it all the flame and heat that it needs, but you just can't purify the metal. And therefore, verse 30, kesef nimas, you're like disgusting silver. What does mean disgusting silver? The, the silver that just can't be purified. The greatness of silver that makes it so precious is that once you purify it, you have a precious metal. But this metal can't be purified. Therefore, kesef nimas karulahem, you're calling them a silver that is disgusting, a bad quality silver that just, no matter how much I try to purify, I cannot. Because God has 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 been disgusted with them, or God has, I've seen this translation, rejected them. The people just won't turn around. Why? Because they are hochei rochil. This is the bottom line. What is it that I want? Not your fancy, fancy uh, uh, 
incense that you bring from all the way across the world in in, in Africa, or 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 the, or the all these thing, all these um, sacrifices. That's not what I wanted. This is why God, the the rest of the world needs to be witness to this. They don't understand. They're the people of God. They're worshiping you. They're going to the temple. Why are you punishing them? Well, this is why. Because they're backstabbers. And no matter how much you try to fix them, they won't. Because they're all corrupt. That's why they just they won't get better. Just really quick, this is the end of the chapter, but but just to tell you some of the more some of the other ways of understanding that that verse twenty seven, they look at it as as Mivtsar as a fortress, saying that you, Jeremiah, I've made you a a fortress of strength as you rebuke the nation. Um but but it just fits much better the the more um, scholarly understanding of these words as being a reference to a smelter of metal because it just fits in with the later verses a lot better. Um, but I needed to mention that just to kind of be complete in my translations of the verse. Thank you so much for studying Jeremiah chapter 6. Looking forward to studying together. Yermio, Jeremiah chapter 7 together.